0: Tonight I want to speak on the authority of the believer Amen Father we just thank you tonight We ask that you speak to our spirit Let us receive from you tonight Give us open heart accept your word and not only to accept your word but to act amen. on the word thank you father in Jesus name amen, amen. backdrop uh, amen. give me uh, Matthew 13 Matthew t- uh, 13 verse 24 beginning for verse 24 again like I said Every time Jesus gives us a parable, He's actually give, uh, giving us a, a spiritual principle by which we we'll live as believers. He's giving us insight into the spirit realm. Sometimes He uses natural things to teach us spiritual things because He, know, he knows that we understand natural things. So He uses that to teach us spiritual principles. Now this is what He says, another parable he put forth to them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field but while men slept his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way but when the grain had sprouted and produced the crop then the ters also appeared So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares?" He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servants said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? I stopped there. Point is, The enemy has done this. The enemy is responsible for it. Notice what the enemy did. He did nothing. He just sowed some different kind of seeds there and went off. That's all the enemy does. He just speaks to you, maybe in your mind, gives you an element of doubt, something, a seed of doubt in your heart concerning God's word. And you've lost your power. It's gone. He does this, and then he leaves you to deal with this problem, to deal with the seed. If you get rid of the seed at the time it was sown, you're okay. If you let it grow, you'll struggle. So, based on this word, I want to go into the authority of the believer, the authority that we have as believers against the enemy when he's bringing things into our lives. You can't stop it. In Luke chapter 10, verse 18 and 19, Jesus was speaking. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I saw him when he fell. From Heaven, now Jesus was saying this when his disciples came back after he sent them out to, to preach the gospel, and they came back, and demons were subject to them, they healed so many people, and they were so excited and Jesus said, "I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, and then he said this, "Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy." And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. You can trample on serpents and on scorpions. And he is guaranteeing that while you are doing that, you have no reason to be afraid. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's the word of Jesus to us. He saw the enemy. Basically, He's, he said the same thing that I believe he was saying. When that happened, he saw Satan fall from heaven. But now that we have been given authority, Satan is falling again. He's losing, completely Completely losing his power. Now, another word that Jesus gave to us, that we must, take, we must take to heart. Matthew 18 verse 18. Jesus said, I want to assure you. I want to assure you of this. I assure, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, what Jesus is saying, heaven has control, dominion over the earth. And your tongue has a great power as to what's happening on the earth. You're not going to be binding cars and houses. You're binding spiritual forces and what these forces are doing in your life. But until you bind those forces, it's not bound in heaven. Had you bind them, are you going to go get ropes <laughs> to bind something on the earth? You bind them by speaking the words against the enemy. But it's only when you begin to speak against those things that they will let. But Jesus has assured us, I am giving you authority. When he says it, it's already there. And the enemy knows it. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is Loosed in heaven Once it's loosed in heaven You got it That's what I said on Sunday The key with prayer Is not to let God know The things that you are in need of He already knows The thing is getting God To intervene on your behalf When heaven intervenes on your behalf You got it Whatever you bind on earth So God puts it To you If you bind it on earth It is bound in heaven If you don't bind it on earth It remains If you beg and cry It remains You can cry to God You can plead What we should do Is take the enemy To God's heavenly court Lay your case According to what the word says And then after you know You have been heard Speak to the enemy Bind them You got authority Matthew 10 verse 1 Jesus was sending his disciples out And he says And when he had called his 12 disciples to him He gave them power over unclean spirits We have power over unclean spirits And unclean spirits do a lot of things I believe there there is a demon for every activity that's evil that's going on on the earth. There are demons of lust. There are demons of anger. Everything that is vile on earth, there is a demon behind it that's feeding that thing. Notice all it does is sow the seed and they walk away. And the seed works in your life. Whatever it is. It works. But Jesus said, I gave you power over unclean spirits to cast them out. What are we supposed to do with them? Cast them out. Cast them out. Cast them out. I have given you the authority to cast them out. If you cast them out, they'll leave. How do you cast them out? Hold them. No, you speak the word. You cast them out with your word. They know you have the power. You have to know you have the power. If you don't know you have the power, they know you don't know you have the power. My people perish for lack of knowledge. But you have the power. Jesus gave you the power. Jesus said, and the scriptures cannot be broken. So they know you have the power. So when they see you walking, they know you have the power. But they want to try to see if you know that you have the power. Don't try that. I gave, He gave them power over unclean spirits. Every single one of them. They're all unclean. To cast them out. So that's the purpose, to cast them out. I remember when we came into this building. How many of you were here the first day? We came in this building, and we decided, well, this place is uh, built by Jehovah's Witnesses. And, uh, secondly, the Baptist church that was here, they fought. And they had a lot of difficulties. They couldn't pay their bills. They, they were ready to sell the place. And we bought it from them. So we knew we had trouble when we got in here. We made the place nice and all of it. And then I had, uh, an inspired sermon. Okay. <laughs> I thought. And then when we got through, we decided we needed to cast the demons out and we were casting them out it was a strange and a happy day we were marching all over the place yelling and screaming it was after the service we were screaming and uh one brother i mean the stage wasn't here it was just uh, the pulpit was way back here <laughs> no stage and a brother went and opened that door and was yelling with excitement he said "Oh, you demons come out and when we saw that, boy, we joined it. Uh, we, we joined him, you know, by saying, out! This is a funny story right now. <laughs> but after the service, our first day here, I, I went out. I was so excited. You know, we have our pla- the place of our own. I went out, and I saw a number of our people, not very many, but they were all congregated around the brother that opened the door, uh, his SUV. And I said, oh, brother, what's going on? What happened? He said, I don't know. Somebody came in and busted my window. I, the window of his SUV. And I said, really, what happened? He said, Pastor, I don't know. I told it, We told the devils to come out of the the church and they left and came into my car. <laughs> because we had a bunch of cars back there. It was the guy that opened his they went for his car. So we knew we were in the right place. Amen. <laughs> we, we delivered the church. But demons do respond. Uh, I, another story here. I, I was in Houston. Here, Satan would try to see if you know what you're doing. A friend of mine in, uh, from Texas here and then, we both came to, uh, to, uh, Houston here and he said, I want you to pray for my mother. I believe she's possessed and i said okay i will pray for her and uh usually i like to to speak you know talk from the word and i i was sitting she was sitting on the bed we 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 went into rented a hotel room so we can have privacy and it was during the day and i was just speaking from the scriptures to her uh, she was a christian scientist don't believe in demons and nothing and I was speaking from the scriptures and then all of a sudden she turned to me and she said you can cast me out, you don't have the power and boy my eyes went (laughs) and after she said that you think she'll look away she was looking straight at me (laughs) you don't have the power so I immediately responded I said yes you know I don't have the power to, to uh, beat a baby demon. But Jesus gave me the authority to cast you out. And when I'm through with speaking, I will cast you out. Now tell me I don't have the power. She was quiet again. And I could speak again. And we did cast that demon out. Amen. Amen. I have given you power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Verse says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. You know, there's a, there's a lot of questions about this. And I have questions, I just stay with the word. I just don't pay attention to what I'm seeing with my eyes. I know to pray, that's my job. But I believe that God has given us the authority to heal the sick. And i stay with that. And I believe that I am already healed. I tell the, the enemy constantly, almost every time that I pray, I declare the fact, you don't have to wait until you're sick. I always declare the fact to, to the Lord... In my prayer, God I thank you. By your stripes I was healed. I am healed. And I start naming things. This thing cannot get into my body. This thing cannot get into my body. Uh, I'm not going to die from my heart disease. I'm not going to die from this. You know, We have to declare all of that. But until you say those things from your mouth and believe it in your heart. Then it's really difficult to move. But even if you have been attacked, stand firm. That says if it 's come there 's a purpose i 'm not going to die from it. there is a purpose, and i 'm going on so God has given us all this authority to do these things, and we have authority over the enemy, and we can cast the enemy out. I believe that if you are str- all of a sudden you 're struggling with your finances and you 're paying your tithe you 're fully doing what god this is an enemy, the enemy has done this. Begin to speak to it. We heard somebody using all, oh, whatever you threw everything at the enemy. Anoint your checkbook with all. Speak to it. Do whatever it takes. But don't sit there and not use your authority. If it's something wrong, you've sinned, go and ask God for forgiveness. And begin to speak to the thing. And to trust God. Because the word of God will not return to him void. Jesus has spoken his word, it's whether we believe the word and we act on it. That's all that God is asking from us. You know a lot of people talk about healing ministers, I believe that these guys, God is using them. But the only thing is they believe the word enough to act on it. That's the difference between them and us. Would they believe the word of God enough to act on it? Peter knew what he had, and the authority that that he had, and you can see it in his attitude. You remember uh, in Acts chapter three how he, John, Peter, and John were walking into the into the temple to pray the hour of prayer, and they saw a man that was lame begging. It's it's, a, it's interesting if you think about it. I mean, it was that wasn't the first day that that man was there. Sometimes I want to imagine wasn't he there when Jesus possibly went through that same gate? If you thought about that, but why wasn't he healed when Jesus went through? Sometimes we focus on the wrong things. He was more give me. He wanted. He was just begging. Others were looking for their healing. He was begging. <laughs> I don't know the whole thing. I don't know what really happened there. But sometimes I wonder in my mind what happened. How was was healed. Because there was a time that Jesus went into the temple. And the crippled and the lame everyone went into the temple for healing. Don't know where this guy was. But we'll find out when we get to heaven. But look at this story here. In verse 6 of... Uh, Acts chapter 3, it says, and Peter said, silver and gold, the man was looking, he wanted money, and Peter looked at him, see, Peter said, look on us, he got his attention, look on us, oh, the guy was counting dollars in his mind, sure, Peter said, look on us, and Peter said to him, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you, Do you know what you have? You see, he knew. What I have, Jesus had given him the authority. Just as he's given us the authority. What I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he said, rise up and walk. And the man wasn't doing it as fast as he wanted it. So Peter says, the word of God says, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Uh, this guy wasn't going to quit. He knew what he had. And he gave it to the man. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Immediately. I want to get into Peter's attitude. The aggressive attitude because he believed you will not be aggressive in a situation like this if you don't believe it happens to me too it happens to you once there is a seed of doubt you can be aggressive you start you know looking for excuses and wondering what's really going on here but Peter had no time for that he knew God had given him authority and he did what what God asked him to do that's the next question we want to address. Why don't we see these things in our life? Why? Matthew 17 verse 20. So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For shortly I say to you, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Now, I want to go back to this story, so you know what is going on here. It's not saying that they are not believers. Right? They are believers. They just have allowed unbelief. And this is a real plague for both you and I. When things don't go our way immediately we change our minds. And I'm praying for God to deliver me from this because the key is not that we are not we don't have faith or we are not believing, we have mixed our faith with unbelief based on what we are observing in the natural. We still say we believe, of course. We still claim we have faith, of course. But we are focused, you and I focus focused on what we are seeing in the natural. We forget the authority. We forget everything. And soon, we are still claiming we believe, but there is an unbelief there in our heart. And God knows it. Let me explain what is going on here. The disciples, uh, uh, Jesus was on the mouth of trans, Mount of Transfiguration. Right? And this father brought the son to To the disciples, the remaining nine. And this time they had been out. They had cast out devils before. But this was a different time. They had cast out demons before and all of that. And when they brought the boy, I'm sure the first time they thought, Wow, piece of cake, we'll deal with it. But the demon will not leave. Guess what? They had doubts. And they couldn't believe. If not, Jesus wouldn't tell them that. He said, because of your own belief. I told some ministers when they were asking me questions, because I have meetings, and um, I had a meeting in a place, and a lot of people were healed, uh, including a boy that had a, a, an eye problem, one, one eye slashed, and God healed the eye. I could see him, the eye was just, you know, water was just pouring out of that one eye. The other one was dry. And we knew the boy was healed, and he was healed. But they brought a boy to me that was deaf, both years. And I prayed for him, and I prayed, believe me, I yelled, and I even stomped, if you will have it. Nothing happened. Did he bother me? No, I wasn't bothered at all. I left the situation. I thought on it, but I just left. And the ministers were talking to me, and were asking me questions, and they started making excuses. And I told them, they said, what do you think? I said, well, I tell you what, I'm not going to put the blame on God's word. And I'm not putting the blame on the fellow. It's in me. I, I said, I, instead of going there, I'll just admit I'm dealing with unbelief. And sometime when God deals with me, I want him to show me where I'm missing it. Rather than to say the word of God, maybe God is not willing, maybe I have not gone into all those maybe stuff. If He burdens my heart with it, I'll cry out to Him, show me something. Because all of these disciples really believed they had faith. Because they asked Jesus, why couldn't we cast Him out? Right? They believed they had faith. Otherwise, they won't be asking that question. But. deep inside them, they were not, in their subconscious, they had unbelief, and they were not even aware of it. See? So I need the master to show me, what's going on? Where am I missing it? There are no superstars. He confirms his word. He's not him. He's me. And I have to understand, it's because of your unbelief. And Jesus gave us, a key to that. He says, if if, if you're struggling with unbelief, what to do is, fast and pray fast and pray that means you study the word but the key thing is is unbelief we forget the authority that god is giving to us and we stay with unbelief and uh, but we still claim that we're believing <laughs> it's what we call in my country unbelieving believers but I, I know that it has nothing to do with God. Has something to do with me. Either I don't understand the word properly yet. You understand what I'm saying? So I can have that faith, or there's something in my life, and you have to search that yourself. Why? Why they say the disciples were very sincere. Lord, why couldn't we? Why couldn't we? It has nothing to do with the Lord. You know what we happened? What we happened in our day? I say, well, maybe it's not God's will to heal this person. Right? That's what we'll say. But if you ask Jesus, he says, Well, it's because of your own belief. Because <laughs> they say, The apostles, they've all prayed for them. Been here and even prayed. And nothing happened. So God must not be willing to heal. No, no, no. God's word will not return to him, void God will not say something and go back on it. Usually, it's us. And if we ask him, one scripture that has given me comfort, it says, If anyone is otherwise minded, God will reveal it to you. If it doesn't bother me, I'll keep going. But when God wants to get your attention, he'll bring it to you. You need to deal with this. And then it helps us and we can go uh, up with our God. Now, everything that we're dealing with, again, like I said, is the enemy's work. We have to recognize that. God doesn't tempt anybody with evil. And he himself is not tempted with evil. God does not put sickness on anybody. That's just true. If you don't understand that, Satan will really, get, he'll really whip you. God doesn't put sickness on anybody. God doesn't cause you trouble. God doesn't even touch your finances. He doesn't punish you. What happens is, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, goes to God and says, "Look, I have a right to come into this person's finances." And God says, "Okay." God will not go against His truth, His truth, just because of you. You stepped in His territory, and the enemy says, "Yeah." You remember the enemy was saying to Jesus, "Demons, have you come to cast us out? Before the, have you come to?" Destroy us before the time They were saying you can't do that And Jesus said "That You are changing the subject Come out of the man But they were saying you can't do that It's not yet time for you to to send us to hell So they know the law And so they follow the law But part of the law that they know Is that you have authority over them Amen. Amen They know that they know that and they will respect that Even though they may resist for a while If you stand your ground, they'll leave Every time They'll leave The only time I believe if I'm working with somebody who is demonized Now I'm not talking sickness If there's a demon there If that demon doesn't leave is usually because the person doesn't want the demon to leave That's usually the case But if they want the demon to leave They're gone that's always, I've had people, they just go rolling and twisting, reading on the floor. You stop them, stop all of this. Do you truly want the demon to leave? If they agree and they, come, they say, yes, I renounce, I don't want, sometimes it's quietly those demons will leave. They speak to you and boast and do all kinds of stuff, but when you get them and the individual says, yes, I want them to leave, it's over. The, the trouble is always been for me To get the individual to agree That the demons should leave Sometimes they are afraid that the demons will come back And cause more problems for them So they, they won't yield But God has given us power over demonic forces Now, what power does Satan truly have? Have you thought about that? Does Satan have any power Really? What power does he have? The truth Is that he has no power at all Notice The power that Satan has Was the power that Adam gave him He had no power Remember Satan was here and Adam was doing well. He had no power over Adam. It was the power that Adam gave to him that he's using today against us. Because he is evil. There's no power. He cannot use any kind of angelic power over us. He doesn't. Now share that from the scripture. Okay? Look for. 5 through 7 it says then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the, of the world in a moment of time it's like a great power and the devil said to him all this authority I will give to you he's not saying I own all of this I just have authority right that's why God can still say the earth and the heavens belong to him. Satan has authority, but he doesn't own it. He said, all this authority I will give to you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me. Who delivered it to him? Who delivered the authority to him? All of it, Adam did. And that's all the power he's got. What was delivered to him? Always he has no other power on the earth. It's what you, we, what humans gave to him, and that's the case today. Is the you as a believer? He has no power at all over your life. Only the power you give, you give to him. That's all he take. What you allow is what he'll take. If you are afraid, he'll come through that fear. Because fear has torment. If you have doubt, he comes through that doubt. If you doubt the word of God, that God will not do this for me because of this and that, he takes that. You've opened the door, he takes that power and he he walks with it. That's all the power Satan has. That's why we can tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. I said, all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Nothing. Nothing. Only if you allow it. You know, in those days, I, I was a, we call it deliverance ministry. I was a deliverance minister. Still a deliverance minister. But I did that, it's like everyday stuff for me every day you know I had a client I have to pray over them cancel them do the healing thing the hina healing and all of that and cast the demons out and um, my some friends some ministers friends would tell me well don't do that because see don't do it around children don't do it around children because the demons will leave the man this vile demon will leave the man and he's going to go into this innocent child we got problems and i usually i think about it boy that's not good so well let's get the children i didn't have thought about it no if he's dumb enough to leave a man and go into a child then i go after it again and get him out of the child but you know that will never happen ever unless you allow it It, if you keep saying it guess what it happened because you allowed it the demons couldn't even go into swine. jesus had to give them permission See? He couldn't. It's what you give them that they'll take. If you allow it, they'll take it. And God has given us authority and power over them. Every one of them. They can't even enter an animal, even an ant. Unless you allow it. That's why whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. If you tolerate it, the enemy will run with it. But if you say no, he'll stop. I heard a story. uh, Marilyn Hickey told a story about... uh, um Smith Wigglesworth, you heard about him? There's a man of faith who knew his God. And the enemy knew there's no way out to deal with there's no way to deal with this man. He has so much faith. And uh, Smith said, one day he was sleeping at night, and the devil decided, I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna make him see me. He showed up in his room, opened the guy's eyes so he see he could see him, and he moved his bed from one end to the other end. And stood at the head of the bed, staring down at him. And Smith Wigglesworth said he got up, and he looked at him and said, "Back." That's all he said. "Back," and he moved the bed back and disappeared. Amen. Amen. He knew who he was. It's true story true because I heard it from Marilyn Hickey <laughs> but written of uh, Smith Wigglesworth he said back that was all and went straight to sleep like nothing happened many of us would call pastor that night <laughs> and run from, run from your home and say pastor the devil appeared to me <laughs> would be so scared, but he knew who he was amen We have authority over the enemy. He said the devil took him up. Showed him all the glory. He said I will deliver this to you. Now the Bible tells us. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. Having disarmed principalities and power. Jesus has done that for us. He made a public spectacle of them. Triumphing over them in it. He disarmed them. The enemy has no armor. He can't really fight with you if you pick a fight with him. He does he, nothing with which to fight. All he does is to deceive and lie. We have authority over him today. And God has given us that authority. Jesus has restored what we lost. And he is with us today. And no matter what's happening, if Satan has brought something into your life and you don't want it, go after him with a vengeance. Go after him and he'll lose it, but he knows he's lost. He knows it. He knows he's lost. So you go after him and refuse to let. If he's come against your children, go after him. No matter what way, just go after the enemy and say, no, you're not going to do this. And he'll let go. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God. We pull down strongholds. No matter how strong. No matter how long that stronghold has been there. We are able to pull them down. No matter how long the enemy has been working in your life. You can pull it down. Because God has given us powerful weapons. How many of you have your weapons? What are these weapons? The word of God. The word of God. That's the weapon. That's the weapon. Believe the word and speak the word. Just like Jesus demonstrated to us, he said to Satan, it is written. If you really believe it from the heart, you don't have to repeat it another time. The enemy knows. Notice every temptation. Satan brought the temptation, Jesus replied with one word, and Satan goes to another one. He doesn't go back to the same one. If he's going back to the same one, you're still struggling with whether you believe or not. Give him the word. Jesus demonstrated that to us. Tell him the word. If you're sick, declare by his stripes I am healed. He says, But your stomach's still hurting. Declare it again by his stripes I am healed. Even he shout it a little louder. Amen. So he knows you believe it. Amen. You know, I'm going to stop with this. The Bible says in Numbers 10 verse 35. So it was whenever the ark set out that Moses said, Rise up, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered. And let those who hate you flee before you. Now, if the enemies of God will not be scattered until God arises. But why would your enemy scatter how great are you <laughs> you see you have to rise you have to rise so that your, enemy, your enemies be scattered so that they'll flee before you the bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you all we have to do is no, absolutely not this house Absolutely not my bank account. I was reading a story today of uh, a guy, and i 'm going to quit, son, but soon I was reading a story about uh, this guy uh, who had a cotton, uh, cotton farm farm, and uh, I guess the cotton has to open up right, and uh, he, had, he had a lot in there, and um, the time came for harvest, and that thing will not open up. And he found Kenneth Copeland and said, look, uh, I have this problem. I don't know what's going on. This, uh, uh, this is just going to destroy my family. We, are, we will have no harvest at all. All the field, nothing is going on. And Kenneth's first question is, do you pay your tithe? He said, yes. He said, okay, I'll come to your farm and he got to his farm, he went and he brought he said, bring all those checkbooks where you've been writing your, t- your tithe. and they brought and they brought and he pulled it up and said, God Kenneth again. I mean Kenneth Copeland, not when it comes to that, he says, God look, he's paid his tithe this crop th- this cotton, they have to open up he prayed spoke to the stuff and went away the next day the call came they all opened up True story. It's only when you've missed God, or you don't know your authority, or you are in disobedience, that this won't work. But if you are working with God, when you rise, that's what Kenneth did, right? He rose and went to that farm, and spoke the word, and told God, this is your promise. He took the word of God, the man's checkbook, went to God's court and we got to have justice spoke to the field and the next day responded sounds like a fairy tale but these things are true there is a God from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent ones take it by force those that are willing to rise up they take it by force we have the authority. The enemy knows it, and we have to use it. Would you stand up with me tonight, please? Is there something in your life that you want to speak to? <laughs> I do that a lot. Uh, being a pastor is, is a type of real... I use this I use the word experiment. I watch the church finances and I speak to it. And I'm constantly I've maintained it. This church will never know want. It's never been that way. Pastor Wendy, you can agree. We don't we won't never know want. We do what we want. As God leads us, all I want is let God guide me. Once I get in there, no one is going to be there. And if I don't like what is coming in, I go to him and tell him. And he's responding. He responds. How? I don't know. He will. He's always done that. He's always done that. Don't go to man. I go to my God. Because God is faithful. God is faithful. Is there something in your life tonight I feel led? Is there something in your life tonight that you feel like speaking to? And God is with you tonight because the Bible says, If God be for us, who can be against us? If that thing is against you, God is with you. Regardless of where you've been, God has forgiven. God is with you. Can you speak to that thing tonight? in us together in faith I want you to close your eyes, bow your head and I want you to bring that thing up in your mind that you want to speak to you want to speak success you want to speak prosperity to that thing, whatever it is whether it be your home your children, your finances your relationships, whatever it is your job, whatever it is your bank account, whatever it is Acknowledge the word of God And speak to that Today in Jesus name Father I want to thank you Lord I want to thank you For a great church In the name of Jesus I want to thank you For raising up giants in this place Men and women of God That will do exploits In the name of Jesus Satan, I command you to take your hands off the finances of God's people. I command you to take your hands off their bodies in the name of Jesus. It is written in the word of God. By the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. That is the truth. The word of God says all they had to do was to look up to the brazen serpent and everyone that looked. Got healed right now in the name of Jesus. I speak healing. I speak abundance into their finances. I speak healing into their bodies. I speak healing into their relationships in the name of Jesus. I speak healing into their, their minds in the name of Jesus. Well, Father, we thank you. We are not afraid of demons because they have been defeated. You spoiled principalities and powers. You disarmed them. You made sure of their defeat openly. And Lord, we declare that defeat today in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We love you. We know we are in good hands because we are in your hands, oh God. We give you praise, Father. And we honor your name that's over our lives. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. God bless you.